page number 12. We'll try to sing. When he calls, I'll fly away. <clears throat> Flying has always fascinated me. So one day I'm going to get to try it out. <laughs> page number 12. <clears throat> Thank you. 
Definitely good to be back. I ain't gonna lie, not one bit. It's been way too long. <clears throat> Makes us very happy to know what we got here at our church. Amen. Um, this is like heaven to me. Number 
We heard them preaching the funeral yesterday about a lot of ones that's going on, and um, it, it really it made me want to go a whole lot more too. But you know, I'm gonna do what I can while I'm here. Let's try 158. See if we can see if I can remember. 
It's so good to be back in the house of the Lord. Yes, it, it does. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Before we get started, I, I would just wonder, I've never had this happen to me before. When was the last time y'all read the Song of Moses after crossing the Red Sea? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had the Spirit of God to come upon me. Yeah. And I sung that song yeah. and got refreshed. I'm telling you, there's something about that song. If you sing it, sing it with your heart. I understood the children of Israel, what it meant to them. Yes. And what happened afterward? Miriam. Got them some of buddy, and I'm telling you, they went a dancing before the Lord. They knew they have been redeemed. Glory to God. I'm glad to get the night that I've been redeemed. Yes. I am one of his. And His Spirit dwells with me. Glory to God. Yeah. It's so good yeah. to know that you've been redeemed. Yeah. You've been forgiven. Glory yeah. to God. Woo. The Bible is amazing. Yes. I don't care how much you read it and where you read it. There's always something there yeah. that'll grab you and lift That's you up. Right. Glory to God. Right. It's so good. I'm so glad, praise God, yeah. that I have the Word of God abiding in my heart. Oh, Lord, do you believe in the Word of God tonight? Oh, I'm telling you, if we put forth what God said He will promise us in that Bible, we got a lot of promises, glory yes, to God. He promised the children of Israel, but oh, the Son came and He promised us more, glory yes. to God. Life eternal to be with Him. I'm glad tonight for salvation, brother Hallelujah. God. I'm glad, glory to God. But I read that and hadn't left it. Yeah. I, I had I seen my cousin that didn't had to tell him about it. And he looked at me with bright eyes and I said, That's right. The Bible is real. That's right. <laughs> it's yes, real. It is. Oh, I'm glad tonight that we can say yes. we have been redeemed That's through his right. words. Glory to God. And this salvation, it brings it out so freshly. Yes, so freshly. It does. But on this side, I had to get it out of my heart. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> oh Lord. I've never spoken to you or anybody if they said something I do think can't without realizing. 
See Angel back. Yes. Amen. Anybody on my right? Go ahead, brother. I got a call from um, James today. He gave me a list of things to pray for. So I can't remember all of it, but y'all remember him. Um, his grandma um, just turned 91 and she's not doing real good. And he's living with her and trying to take care of her and he's real worried about that. And also, we had a mutual friend back in high school. His name's Greg. Well, he shouldn't be hanging out with him anyway, but. He got in a pretty serious accident and his whole arm had to get skin grafts on his arm and he also he shattered his leg and he's got a family and kids and stuff like that so just kind of remember all them. Mm. needs to be safe. Yeah. Let's remember Tammy. Tammy's missing tonight so let's remember him. Let's remember also Rock, uh, Robert Lutz. Mm -hmm. Hopefully he'll be coming back soon. Rebecca and Ricky. Rebecca and Ricky missing. Yeah, I have one more, sorry. Um, if y'all would remember Randy Foreman from the lodge, I had to take him to Macon to the hospital, and um, I think we're going to take out his dog. If you believe in God, believe in Him, and carry these to Him, He answers. Yes, He does. He answers. He's a mighty God. Yes, He is. He's proven it through the years, and I'm glad He's still on the throne. He yes. intervenes for us. He yes, does. He, he does. intervenes. Let's take it to the Lord in prayer. Sorry. Let's get it. I'll get it. I'll get it.
Truly it is amazing. Truly amazing that God would forgive our sins. And keeps forgiving our sins. That's, that's what's amazing. You know, what love. What love the Father has for us, His children. And I do appreciate how God has helped us. Okay. And also, I forgot also that um, Chloe and um, and also um, Sister uh, Peggy is not feeling well tonight. So let's remember them in prayer also. But uh, I do appreciate the Lord, and I appreciate His goodness to us. And uh, what God is, is helping us with. Yeah. Teresa, if you'll be getting us another song. And uh, Josh, how about come receive our offering here tonight? All right. Thank you, Lord, for letting us meet you. Thank you for letting us have good church to go to. Anyone else? Thank you, Lord, for just so thankful that I don't live in the country anywhere else where I can't come to a church like this. Yeah. Oh, God. Please bless this offering, Lord. Yes. So yes. go to the building of your church, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank the Lord. Do appreciate how God is trying to help us. You know, um, in a lot of ways, the situation in our country seemed like things have uh, calmed down somewhat but folks we are still still under the gun and so we cannot let let up uh, as far as praying and seeking the Lord uh, there are times it seems like that uh, you know sin is right there in our face but just because it's not sitting there right there in front of your face doesn't mean that we're still not having to fight. And so uh, be encouraged. The Lord will help us. Amen. All right, come on.
someplace and they had somebody brought him some roses and flowers and all that. He said, get them dirty things out of here. And they looked at him like, what? He said, once you've seen the flowers in heaven, he said, these on earth never hold a candle stick. Amen. I want to go. I'm, I'm preparing to go. Day by day. Every day. I'm making and preparations to go. You say, how are you making preparation? I'm living for Him. Amen. I'm loving Him. Yeah. Amen. Right. I love the Lord, folks. I tell you, and I appreciate all that God has done for us and all that He is going to do. Amen. Well, thank you, Jesus. I've always been ready. Huh? I know He's been ready to go. Yeah, thank the Lord. Hallelujah. Ready to go. Ready to go. Amen. Got my bags packed. What you got in your bag? Nothing. I'm not trying to carry a thing. Amen. I'm traveling light. Amen. I'm traveling light. Amen. Anything I had in my hands, any ill will, unforgiveness, uh, crawl, uh, you know, quarrels, disagreements, unforgiveness, I've let it go. Yeah. Amen. I don't want anything holding me up when the Lord calls us home. I made my restitution. Thank the Lord. Hallelujah. Wow. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Amen. When I went in to choose a 7-Eleven down next to the old post office on Tiger Island, I said, uh, as a youngin, 
I used to come by and snitch some of the candy and all from you. And I said, uh, I, I want to pay you back and tried to hand her like a $40 bill, you know, $40, and she wouldn't take it. And she said, well, you don't have no account of it. And I said, well, I just want to tell you, I'm willing. I'm willing to pay if you'll take it. And uh, she said, no, don't you worry about it. Thank the Lord. Aren't you glad? Yeah. Amen. Amen. I do believe in restitution. But you know the biggest part about restitution is it the witness that it's, it's doing. You going back, having such a conscience in a, in a day and an hour when people don't have any conscience. Amen. You ever call somebody up and say, I'm sorry, I spoke a little rough to you. Hello? You know how unusual that is? Not everybody does that. Not all Christians do that. But all of God's people does. Amen. And I do appreciate Him so very, very much. If you have your Bibles, turn with me. And uh, I really looked at the looked at Zechariah. I, 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 I spent quite some time in Zechariah. But I don't know. I felt kind of like the Lord pulled me back over to this area that I don't normally preach from. Hadn't preached from these scriptures in quite a while. But uh, turn with me to uh, Matthew chapter uh, 23. Matthew chapter 23. And I want to talk to us about some things. Not that we're doing any of these things. I want to make sure we are not doing them. Okay? And so a lot of times, scriptures, you know, that we may preach about may not be things we're doing, but oh, don't, don't, don't fall into them. And so these things that the Lord was very unhappy with Israel about. Amen. Starting in verse 1, Then spake Jesus to the multitude and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. All therefore whatsoever they bid you observe, that observe and do. But do not ye after their works, for they say and do not. For they bind heavy burdens and grievous to be borne, and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. But all their works do they for to be seen of men, and they make broad their phylacteries and enlarge the borders of their garment and love the uppermost rooms of the feast and the chief seats in the synagogues and the greetings in the markets and to be called of men, Rabbi, Rabbi, but be, ye not, but be not ye called Rabbi, for one is your master, even Christ, and all ye are brethren. And call no man your father upon the earth, for one is your father which is in heaven. Neither be ye called master, for one is your master, even Christ. But he that is greatest among you shall be your servant. And whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased. And he that uh, shall humble himself shall be exalted. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, 
We thank you, Lord. Oh, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, that here in these scriptures are recorded your words, Lord, as you were leaving out of Jerusalem. And we thank you, Lord, that even in this day, 2,000 years later, Lord, we are able to read what you said. I thank you for your word. And I pray, Lord, help each one of us here this evening. Lord, and throughout our lives to apply your word to our hearts and our lives. Help us, Lord, to do more than be hearers of the word, but help us to be doers of the word also. And Lord, I pray, help each one of us to bring glory and honor and praise unto you. Help us here this evening. And Lord, I do thank you and I pray, speak to us. Fill these feeble lips of clay Help us, Lord, to draw closer to you and to know you even better here this evening. We do pray in your blessed, holy, righteous, wonderful, awesome name, that name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Here in these scriptures, we see Jesus as he is um, about to leave out of Jerusalem. Uh, Things are about to wind up pretty quickly after these scriptures here. And uh, he is talking to the multitude and to the disciples. And so the Lord, one of the wonderful things about the, the, the Word of God that we have, that's so contrary to other types of religions, is that it reveals the people who are involved in them just like they are. It didn't cover up David when he committed fornication with Bathsheba. It didn't cover up the sins that he had done. Did not cover up the sins of Solomon. Neither did it cover up the sins of Judas. And even in the Scriptures here, I mean, Peter at one point tells us that a lot of things that Paul said are hard to be understood. And then there's other places where Paul said, I had to rebuke Peter to his face. Hello? And you see, don't say a word against Muhammad. Oh no. Then they're going to come and kill you. That's because it's a false religion. It's not true. And so here, these scriptures, Jesus is teaching the multitude and his disciples, his followers and the scribes and the Pharisees and all those that are there. And so he said, he said, the scribes and the Pharisees, in other words, the lawyers, those who are in the place, those who are of the Levitical uh, priesthood that have been passed down, that are running the, the temple at this particular time, and the Pharisees who want to take over the running of the temple at this particular time, they sit in Moses' seat. They sit in the place of being able to write the laws and to define and to make judgment right, wrong. Right, wrong. And Jesus goes on and He says to them, notice this, whatsoever they bid you, observe. That observe and do. Hello? Hello? We are to follow rules, folks. 
And we are to follow especially the rules of the Scriptures. There are times that there are rules that come our way that the government, those who sit in Moses' seat, come and, uh, and say things that sometimes we just have to kind of look the other direction. Like when they told uh, James and John and uh, chastised them and kicked them out and said, don't you preach in Jesus' name anymore. Huh? They said, should we obey man rather than God? And they basically said, I'm going to obey the Lord. All right, we're, we're going to do what we're supposed to do. And so there are some things when it comes to us worshiping God and trying to obey God and trying to live for God. There, there are some things we, we may just have to go on anyway. Jesus walked through that cornfield. Do you remember that? And uh, it happened to be on the Sabbath and they were hungry. Huh? And what happened? They picked a few ears of corn and ate that green corn. Huh? Yeah, well, try it sometime. It's not so bad. But it, it'll work you over. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> and so uh, anyway, and, uh, they ridiculed him for eating without washing hands. Come on now. And so there are some things that are binding. Binding us from worshiping God. Heavy burdens. There are many in our day and hour that they take some of the teachings in first, uh, over in Corinthians about the Holy Ghost as to be like a almost, you know, Pastor, I, have to, I want to speak in tongues. Okay. Do we have an interpreter in the house? Okay, go ahead. No. That's not the way God works. That's not the way the Spirit of God works. Amen. There are people who will bind. Amen. The Spirit, they will bind the working of the Holy Ghost. The Pharisees tried to do that. The scribes bound, tried to bind them because they wouldn't fit in their little box. Let me tell you something about God. You can't put them in a box. You can't put him in a temple. You can't put him in a tabernacle. Amen. He's too big and he's too great. Amen. And can I tell you something? I've said this through the years, and I don't think people take it right, but God makes the rules. Yes, he does. Hello. You know? Well, I can't believe the Lord brought judgment and killed all these people. You know, we're not supposed to kill. Wait a minute. You're talking about the wrong person. God has the right. To give life and to take life away. Come on. And so we got to remember who the Lord is. And so he said, he goes on and he says, they bind heavy burdens and grievous to be born and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. Oh, let me help you with that. No, they won't do that. They'll let you fall. Let me tell you something. My middle boy, um, I'm proud of, of uh, there's a lot of things that I, I'm not proud of, but there's a lot of things I'm proud of. My middle boy, he got into some trouble when he was in the Air Force, but by diligence, and keeping his nose clean and keeping his nose to the plow, he worked his way back up. And uh, now I think he's like a master sergeant and that's pretty good. <clears throat> and um, 
But you know what? One of the things he tells me, he says, you know, we got so many sergeants that they just sit in a desk and they point and they do like this. And then when you come in and tell them what you've done, they complain about it. And it's all. He said, I'm not that kind of sergeant. He said, I won't make them do anything that I wouldn't get out there and do myself. Leaders of the church. Huh? Don't put more on others than what they're able to bear. Don't bind them down in such a way that they can't go on and serve God. Amen. Be, uh, have some compassion on them. Amen. There have been times that uh, maybe the, the husband and wife, they're not on the same page. You need to have a little compassion during those particular times. Amen. To work with them. Amen. As they grow in the Lord. And so here these Pharisees and Sadducees, they bind things. Grievous to be born. Not willing to help them in anything. It said, but all their works they do for to be seen of men. Let me tell you, if you're really interested in people seeing who you are and getting credit for what's being done, I've had pastors in years gone by when I was not a pastor and I was just one of the, the people in the church. Amen. That if the pastor didn't get the credit for everything being done, they get a little upset. They call you in on it. Didn't matter if you had a big paper that was all published and ready to go out and you didn't have the pastor's name highlighted in there, pastor so-and-so. Come on. That's what these are doing. Amen. Phylacteries. You know what a phylactery is? It's a fort. It's a guard. It's also talking about a wide hem and pe people's uh, robes that they used to have. Then they would stuff them full of them tokens. Huh? Who in here ever had a rabbit's foot? I did. You ever rubbed that rabbit's foot? I can tell you something, young kids, it don't work. <clears throat> I tried it a time or two before a test and it didn't work. Amen. But you know, Christians, if they're not careful, they'll have these Christian good luck charms. They'll want to wear Scripture or have it somewhere on their clothing or, or you know, maybe in their purse or they've got some... Come on now. It's not going to help any. Not going to help any. You know where you need to hide the thing that's going to help you? In your heart. Yes. Have Him there. And alive. Amen. Alive for you. Amen. And so here it says they, they uh, have those large borders in their garments. They love to be the first one at the table and right in line. That's what it means right there. The up, love the uppermost rooms at the feast. It means they want to be first in line. They want the best seat. They want to be served first. Come on. And the chief seats in the synagogue, they want the very best seats when they go to church. Huh? You ever had somebody look at you kind of wrong because you got their seat at church? Huh? Thank the Lord for D.L. Moody. 
One of the things about D.L. Moody, back when he, and, uh, that, I can't remember the name of it, some kind of tabernacle there in Chicago, whenever he took the church, used to have to pay pew rent. Huh? Pew rent. Not just for you, but for your whole family. I don't remember how much it was, but and so he'd come in to preach, and there'd be just big spots of empty places, and and you know, but there'd be people outside or standing around, but they couldn't see it. He he said, "I'm going to do away with that pew pew rent." Amen. And he let everybody come in that wanted to come in, and the crowds overfilled the building. I guess maybe we ought to go back to paying Because <laughs> then when we stop it, people might think what a value it is. Oh, let me tell you, the, the value to be in church, to be with God's people, to uh, feel His Spirit and to be able to worship Him in spirit and in truth, to be able to say, praise God, hallelujah, amen. Thank the Lord. What a wonderful place. And then, they like the greetings, you know. Believe it or not, we have some of the same issue going on right now. But it's different. Here in these Scriptures, it says, and the greetings in the marketplace to be called Rabbi, Rabbi. Or, we could say, Reverend. Huh? Reverend. It's the same type word. And said, but be not called rabbi, for one is your master, even Christ, and all ye are brethren. Huh? Now we call people brother. And I've had people get offended at me because I didn't call them brother. Hello? And then you get into a case of where well, they called him brother, but they didn't call me brother. What's the difference here? Come on. You see? We're even in that day and hour now. And he's got so bad. It's not rabbi, and it's not uh, reverend, and it's not whoever. It's even brother or sister. And so here, don't be like that. Don't be like that. Don't get upset with me if I call some lady by accident sister and maybe they're not even saved don't 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 get upset with me come on don't get upset with me if i don't call you brother or sister oh come on people do i said just a little while ago, i had another preacher call me you didn't call me brother well la di da la di da huh well, I got confidence in you, brother so-and-so. <laughs> Hello? These are things for us not to be doing. Things for us to shun away from. These are things that point out selfishness and pride in our lives. These are things that show us that we're not where we need to be if we're doing those type things. And then he goes on, he says, but he that is greatest among you shall be your uh, servant. 
servant. You know what that word servant in the Greek? I can't pronounce it. I, I wrote it down. I, I, I even went to a, a Blue Bible uh, to hear it, to make sure I could pronounce it right. And I can pronounce it, but I can't remember how to pronounce it right now. But anyway, it's deaconos. Uh, uh, we get our word deacon from it. Deaconos. We even have problems with deacons sometimes. I think they're thank the Lord we don't have deacons here. But you see, a deacon is to be the servant. The servant. And here in that definition of that deacon uh, in Acts is defined as those who are to serve and wait on tables, to help clean up and to attend to the widows and to the orphans and and to do those type things so that the ministers of the gospel could study and, and do those things that they need to be doing. But it's to be a servant. But really that word a servant means to be... Hey boy, come here. Come here. Huh? All right. That's what the word deacon means. A runner. You know what a gopher is? Huh? You know what a gopher is? Huh? My dad said I was the best gopher he ever had. Huh? Go for this. Go for that. Go, go do this for me. Go do that. Huh? Just, you think there's nothing to that. But... If you want to be someone in God's kingdom, be willing to be a servant. Right. Amen. And by the way, for some of you sticklers here, that word uh, dekonos uh, can be for male or female. Okay? Any of us. Uh, there are several other things I want to cover and we have there's no way for us to be able to cover all the things that these scriptures talk about uh, one of the things that I want us to um, talk about too was said uh, but woe unto you scribes Pharisees and hypocrites now he's added another group there he said you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men for ye neither go in yourself neither suffer ye them that are entering to go in you know what that's talking about? Somebody blocking the way. Have you ever wanted to get in somewhere and you couldn't get in because somebody was blocking the way? Well, no, you can't go in right now because uh, they're vacuuming the carpet. Huh? You can't go in right now because uh, whatever this... Uh, huh? Come on, let me tell you something, folks. I know we lock the doors because our days are, are bad, but you know what? Once we unlock the doors... Anybody ought to be able to come in. This is a soul-saving station. Amen? It doesn't matter how they're dressed, how they look, what they've been doing. Amen? We want them to come in because their only hope for salvation is to hear the Gospel. Amen? For them to hear the Gospel, to receive the Gospel. Amen? To feel His presence come near them. Then they can be saved. They can be changed. That's what changed me. Thank the Lord. I'm so glad somebody, whenever I went to go visit Teresa, called, and the only reason I went to go visit her is because her daddy said I couldn't see her unless I come to church. Wow. 
I do. Because I like to. Amen. I already had it in my heart. I was going to marry that girl. Amen. I was still persuading her, but she didn't know. But anyway, I come in there first time. I didn't know no better. Holiness Church. I, at first, I thought it might have been something like a Catholic church. Going to a holiness church. Huh? I've been to a Presbyterian. I've been to a Lutheran church. I've been to an Episcopal church. Raised in a Baptist church. Hardly ever stepped foot into a Methodist church. A holiness church? What's a holiness church? So I come walking in and I didn't come dressed to come to church. I came dressed to impress this girl. Huh? So I had to stop. Now this was a style back in the 80s. That's a long time ago. Anyway, solid black suit. A canary bright yellow shirt. Huh? Come on. Button. This was the button here. Gold chain. Come on. And when I come in the door, some of them went, oh. And others came up and said, glad to have you. We're so glad you made it today. You know what? If they had said something to me about my little gold chain or whatever, I probably wouldn't have come back. But as it is, when the preacher got up there, and I know he couldn't have seen me, I was sitting in that far back corner, and it was a much bigger church, and it was packed that morning. I don't even know why it was packed that morning, but it was packed. Probably close to three, 350 people in there. And so I come sneaking in. I'm trying to get an eye see where that girl's at that I want to see. Huh? And I'm going to tell you what, he got to preaching about going out and taking a little drink, about partying and living wild. And, and he talked about them uh, effeminate men that uh, wore them gold chains around their necks. <laughs> Come on. And then people that think they're proud of that hair growing on their chest and so I'm buttoning up my, you know. I know he didn't see me. I know it. Come on. And I walked out of that church and I thought to myself, I'll never come back into a place like this. That night at the church where my parents go to, it was a, Cruzomatic church and uh, pastor come to me I guess my parents kind of told him they thought I'd been drinking some and so they come up he come up to me and he said uh, Jeff I heard you've been um, partying and going out drinking I said yep and uh, he said uh, well you know it's not really good to, to do that you don't need to be getting drunk he might even quote that scripture I don't know and I said, well, you know, basically I'm not hurting nobody else. I was talking about as much as Josh talks sometimes. He got where he'll talk now. But, you know. And, uh, and so finally uh, he, said, well, he said, here's the thing, Jeff. Don't forget to pay your tithes. Oh, great. What? Pay my tithes? I was working full time at that time at my dad's place. I was making all of $165 a week. And I thought that man's trying to steal me, steal from me. And uh, 
and get all my money. I didn't have no money. Come on. And I went home and I laid down. And in the night, I had that comparison. This one here is concerned about me paying money. This one over here, he don't want me to go to hell. Hello? So I showed up at the next service. And it got to where I was willing to go to church even if she wasn't going. But you did get to go going through regular after that, didn't you? Huh? Huh? I wonder why. I don't know. But anyway. I don't know where, where that came from. But, uh, you know, we need to be concerned about ourselves. Brother uh, Polk. How many of y'all remember Brother Polk? They'd invite everyone to come down and uh, pray. And so I'd go down there and pray at the altar. I'd get down there and pray. Well, Lord, um, you know, help my mom and help my dad. Lord, you know, my brother's in jail. Help him. And Lord Jesus, you know, uh, help my other brother and his new wife. And and Lord, you know... uh, Help me with that girl in the church here. And, uh, you know, I mean, I was just praying all kinds of things, you know. And Brother Polk had come up next to me. And he said, he said, boy, that's all good praying you're doing. He said, but you need to pray about yourself. That's right. Amen. You need to pray about your own soul. Yeah. He said, because after you get finished praying for your own soul and get it right, then your prayers will be effective for others. Amen. Oh. Let me tell you something. When you start praying for yourself, huh? Uh-huh. You know why we pray for all these other people a lot of times? Because we don't want to pray about our own selves. Our own weaknesses. Our own failures. The troubles that we're having. The fears that we have. Amen. So I began to pray for myself and it wasn't too long till the Lord come by and I got saved. Thank the Lord, I got saved. Amen. But it was because of people that had love. They didn't want to run you away. They wanted to suck you in. Amen. And so, uh, that doesn't even go along with any of the rest of this stuff. These things are important. There are things that are said here that are important. He said, woe to the scribes, Pharisees that devour the widows' houses. In other words, the only reason they, they go there is because they want to get offerings from them. Huh? And then it said, uh, and they, um, uh, they make pretense with long prayers. It's not a matter of having a long prayer. It's the pretense. Come on, you get what I'm saying? The pretense, you're pretending to pray. The pretense of long prayer. And then he goes on and he says, you compass land and sea for one proselyte. You know why? You know why they have to go so far around? To find just the right one that'll fit in with us. Let me tell you something. Everybody fits in with us. Amen. Amen. Everybody fits in with us. The druggie, the drunkard, 
the prostitute, the homosexual, the, uh, the abuser of mankind, uh, sinners, murderers, rapists. Doesn't matter what kind, they're, they're our type. You know why? Because that's what we were. And unless they come in and find Jesus, amen, they'll be lost. That's why at the last of the book in Revelation it says, and the Spirit and the bride say, come. Come! Amen, come, buy bread, food, spiritual food, amen, salvation, come, without price, amen, we're to come unto the Lord. And we're to do all that we can to compel them to come in. Amen. Come on, Teresa, this ain't preaching. I just, I don't know what I'd call that tonight. I've been accused of bribing little children to come to church. They say the only reason them kids come is because y'all feed them and you give them candy. And I put my hands out and I say, it works. It works. They say, well, you ought not do it. I said, I'm going to. And I asked them, do you have candy for your grandchildren? Well, yes, I do. There you go. There you go. We've got to be willing to reach out. There are so many pretenders today. That's really kind of what I was going to preach about is all the pretenders. Don't be a pretender. Don't be a hypocrite. Don't, uh, oh, I, I know the definition of hypocrite. I've been spouting it off for years. But um, there's a little different slant that I found under Mount, uh, Mounts or whatever. He talked about the hypocrite. Uh, the hypocrite. I got so many notes on here, I can't find it. But basically, it's just somebody who has learned a response. A learned response. How are you? Oh, y'all haven't learned a response. <laughs> you know? I went to school, Southern Bell, years ago about how to use the telephone. There's a lot of folks that need to go back to that school again. But anyway, they taught. When you pick up the phone, don't just sit there and wait for somebody to speak. You're supposed to say, hello. And then the person on the other side is supposed to say something back. You know, hello, I'm calling for so-and-so, huh? Learn responses. In churches, if we're not careful, we'll just learn a response. We'll learn when to raise our hands. We'll learn when to say, amen. We'll learn when to, to act excited. Come on. I don't want to be a hypocrite. I want to be the genuine. Amen. An old, old story. I don't even know where it came from. But they talked about this one particular preacher and said it was almost always this, this three ladies 
somewhere in the service, they're going to act out. They're going to show out. Huh? And so, one Sunday, the preacher, he was raised one. And so, they acted out in a place that he embarrassed him. And he said, you hypocrites, y'all sit down. Two of them sat down. There's one just kept right on going. After service, them two came to her and said, Didn't you hear the preacher? What are you talking about? He said, You hypocrites sit down. She said, I'm not a hypocrite. Hello? It's not put on. When we were out at that youth camp out there, Baptist man, he's a pretty strict Baptist fellow, has been good to us through the years. He said, when the power, the electricity got knocked off, boom. He said, I knew that what y'all were doing was real when it kept going an hour after the lights went out. Come on. I know it's real when the music stops and you're still going. Hello? I don't want to be a, a play. I want to be the genuine. Genuine. So come, let's pray. Let's seek the Lord here this night. Let's ask the Lord to help us not to be in a root, a rut, of just doing the same old thing, even if it's the same old good things. Help us to be genuine in our actions.